Hi guys, welcome to Podcast Pals. I'm Alex. I'm Brooke. I'm Kelsey. I'm Vivian. So today we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but to start off and open the conversation, what does everyone think the importance of good leadership is? So when I was um, reading the poem, The Parrot Advises on Leadership, I like came to the conclusion that good leadership is the key to maintaining like a well-working society where everyone feels like they belong. And I think that when the poem said in office they strut flung from the side the roadside by chaos, um, they meant that a leader is elected when chaos arises because they gain the trust of people to lead them. And I think like trust is a really big factor with leadership because if people don't trust you then they really don't have any faith in you and you can't be a good leader without it. Yeah, I agree that um, the people have to like trust their leaders um, for good leadership and I think the importance of having that good leadership with trust um, is that the person, the leader, there needs to be a leader so that the people who are vulnerable vulnerable will be stood up for and someone will be looking out for them. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I also think as trust kind of accumulates within a person um, and a lot of people start to support them, it gives them and grants them more power because of the large amount of people. So um, when I um, watched How to Understand Power by Eric Liu, I saw that um, he talked about different types of power in societies and he explains that a vocal mass of people creates power by expressing collective intensity of interest and by asserting legitimacy. And um, I just think that it's important to see how much a large number of people affects the amount of power one has. I think um, on the because of like the um, power that um, a group has, I think you also um, need to have individual like integrity and responsibility um, uh, as well as like that collective identity um, or else you're just gonna become um, like a mob. And um, I guess if people are avoiding expressing doubts or like disagreeing with um, the other people, and it might be like overlooking um, moral or like ethical consequences that come with um, fulfilling um, some group school. Yeah, I agree. I also watched um, the How to Understand Power by Eric Liu, and he talked about um, it's a common misconception that power is bad, but he explained that it's not bad, it just is. And everybody has power. It's like, um, just we normally we um, link that to um, misuse of power. And, but for a society to really work, everybody has to really have power and to, um, they have to use their power. Um, and then in a way that uh, is, it uses integrity. Yeah, Kelsey, I know you mentioned earlier that you mentioned something about the vulnerable. And I think in a step toward falling, 
Lucas explained at one point in the book that they're given all this power and they're so insecure they're gonna beat up this poor girl because they're playing bad. And um, I noticed that the jocks receive the power because of like the status they have at the school, but they don't really do that for good and they're not role models for others, but instead they attack the vulnerable at school, which happened to be Belinda at the game. And that wasn't like, it most likely wasn't the only time that they've taken their anger out on one of their peers with less status. So I think that's like a trend in society that people gang up or attack the vulnerable, which has different meanings really. Like it could be that you're disabled or you're like elder or you have health issues. Like it really just depends on the situation. So I think the difference in leadership um, correlates to the methods used to obtain it, which is a really, like, Lord of the Flies is a really good example of this because um, Jack used tactics like force and numbers to be ruthless and have fun on the island, while Ralph used his ideas and his government to try to do what was logical, try to get rescued. Um, and I think one reason why um, Jack ended up doing that is because power is addictive and corrupting. Um, one of the articles I read um, was about a study done in Lausanne, Switzerland, and they actually likened power to be as addictive as cocaine. Um, and basically the study was that people were um, given the ability to choose what um, other people were paid and by the end of the trial, they were all making, they called them antisocial decisions, where they were paying their um, staff a lot lower so that they could get more money. Yeah, I think that's crazy. Um, an article that I read, um, Power Really Does Go to Your Head, I kind of was getting the same idea. And I think that success is made over time and often with success comes a lot of money. And when someone has a lot of money, they're more likely to act in selfish ways. Um, and in the article, um, I read that corrupt individuals exhibit moral deterioration by using their power to benefit themselves and by doing so cause harm to the greater good. And I thought that this shows the reader that power in the form of money can really go to your head. And it also can really change an individual's standpoint on how they handle the amount of power they have only to benefit themselves. And overall, power can diminish one's character and morals. I, oh gosh, I agree with that because it's funny because I also watched the um, like how to understand power video, but I got like different thoughts on it. So I kind of had the same thoughts you had from your article where um, people like they, use like the different methods kind of back to what I was saying earlier about Lord of the Flies but like overall wealth allows people to have like ultimate rule over anyone and those who use like other methods like ideas numbers social norms and more like they allow society to evolve as there's more freedom for like people to speak up but like the methods of gaining power are connected to the type of government run so like wealth and physical force could relate to like a totalitarian rule where the other methods could represent a democracy.
Yeah, I think like um, that kind of shows what happens when you have um, a selfish leader because um, it that results in like the leader achieve, achieving their own goals, like maybe related to money or something, at the expense of um, the rest of society. So it's kind of the responsibility of the followers to um, think about whether a leader's, I guess, like how a leader's actions are going to affect them and. Um, I guess, like, rise in opposition if they need to, to protect um, society. Yeah, I agree. And I think the point where um, good leaders become bad leaders is when they start making decisions that benefit themselves over their constituents just because they can. Yeah, I think a, a good leader is an individual who, like, doesn't abuse the power they hold, but they use it to, like, do good for everyone not just themselves yeah and i think we see that in a step towards falling when belinda gets assaulted um when she gets assaulted the person assaulting her obviously knew that she was incapable of helping herself and i think that abuse abusiveness of power really affects belinda and probably will scar her for the rest of her life yeah i feel like um Lucas and Emily, like, they knew they needed to take ownership for it, and they did, which kind of shows that individuals, like, aren't, they're not born as leaders, they mature into them, because at the beginning of the book, like, Lucas and Emily, they were, like, they didn't do anything about the problem, but then they really started to care about the play and do what's best for Belinda, not themselves. Like, Lucas didn't care about his social status of being a football player anymore, and Emily didn't really care about her friends because they focused on, like, petty issues. So I think that shows their, like, growth throughout the book. Okay, so um, I think society, depending on its individual's allegiance and commitment to its rules, is really important. And we see that in Lord of the Flies a lot because Jack obviously get, gets granted a lot of power due to his numbers, um, following what he believes in. But within a civilization, there must be laws and rules to follow to create unity among the people. And when the boys first start constructing their civilization, Jack asserts and says, I agree with Ralph, we've got to have rules and obey them. After all, we're not savages. We're English and the English are best at everything. So we've got to do the right things because he believes the boys should adhere to the British rules. The irony of Jack's statement shows how the development of his character changes due to his change in power. And I think that the Savage's loss of allegiance to Ralph's rules ultimately grants the power to Jack. And then you can see how power is obtained by a larger following. Yeah, that's a good thought there because I also like kind of touched on that in my paper. Um, I think Golding was trying to show like, I think we talked about this a little bit in class, but he was trying to show like how without rules of society, of humans would become like savages and it would become chaos so like the rules are trying to keep them in check and even in like outside of Lord of the Flies rules keep like citizens in check however like not all of them are reasonable um because our communities are like becoming more tolerant over time and those rules like don't always fit um like the times now so in that case I think it's it's up to people like to change the rules to fit like society today and their needs today yeah i agree and i think the we see how seriously detrimental 
the loss of rules are in Lord of the Flies. Um, Ralph notices it too, and he says, if I blow the conch and they don't come back, then we've had it. We shan't keep the fire going. We'll be like animals. We'll never be rescued. And I think this really shows how he has no power. Um, and kind of a, I think we can um, call him kind of sort of a good leader. Um, and he had asserted these rules. And then once the rules were abandoned, he had lost all of his power and nobody was listening to him. And um, they had returned to savage, savagery, so. I think in like contrast to that, um, there was the article about the story of the real Lord of the Lord of the Flies, and it was like a really similar situation. But one of the main differences was that um, in the real Lord Lord of the Flies story, um, all of the people they made efforts to follow the main rule, which is um, to never fight. And then um, so like their commitment to the rules um, kind of unified them, and it allowed them to. Um, focus on achieving these common goals that they had, like versus what happened with Lord of the Flies and that division. So I wanted to uh, talk a little bit with you guys about what makes someone a good leader. So what I think makes someone a good leader is an um, combination of integrity and character um and also i think they really need to listen if a leader doesn't listen to their constituents ideas then it just kind of becomes all about the leader and good ideas can be overlooked um and it, it's just not really a collaboration Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think staying true to, like, <clears throat> themselves, like, when they become a leader is also really important because um, when you're given so much power, there's so many different people telling you, like, different things on, like, how they think you should rule. And I think it's important to stay true to, like, your ideas because that's how you got the leadership in the first place if you were, like, elected in a democracy. Yeah, and I think we see leadership everywhere, whether it's just in school, like um, Emily and Lucas, how they have to learn to take leadership, or in your house with like chores, or just anywhere like with teams, leadership's huge. And I think just being a good leader makes you a better person, especially when you know how to be a good leader. And it's important to learn and educate yourself on how to be a good leader. Yeah, I totally agree. And I read an interesting article called um, How to Be a Leader and Not a Boss. And it kind of went into how a good leader is a leader and a bad leader is a boss. So you do have to, as a leader, I think you do have to be um, a little bit aggressive and take power, um, but you can't be a boss or total terror because um, then the people underneath you will get 
oh, um, overlooked and then it just doesn't work because there's only one person and one person can't come up with all the ideas they need to hear what everybody else has to say. Okay, so looking outside of the book um, to connect all of these ideas to the bigger picture, um, I read Social Responsibility Begins Here, Use the Pandemic to Teach Your Kids to Be Good Citizens, and um, they described like seven good ways to be a good citizen to stop the spread of COVID-19 and in their own community. And I think this really like plays into um, how society is dependent on individuals' allegiance and commitment to its rules because um, especially now, like during December, um, the virus has grown out of control almost and government leaders can like try to stop it, but they really can't do anything if people don't listen to them. So like without people following these rules, the virus will continue to grow. Um, and the, the article said, like, the health of our family, community, and economy depends on us setting aside personal wants and needs for the good of the whole. And this really got me thinking, like, while the virus may not affect an individual personally, they need to look out for the elders or even family members around them as they could be compromised and possibly die from it. So I think it's really important that we make social responsibilities, like, personal because um, that's how you get people to really start thinking about other people not themselves I think like um, today it's um, you, you hear a whole bunch of people talking about how they're like over the pandemic or like um, when they're just not thinking about the COVID restrictions because they're not going to get sick and like who cares if they infect someone else um, and I think um it's, I guess I hear about that a lot because my, it's frustrating for my dad who's a doctor. Um, and I guess it supports like the um, idea that's um, in Lord of the Flies that people are naturally selfish. Yeah, and I think members of a fully functioning society often have to follow like a set of social norms and that have similar values to everyone. And I think during these times, those social norms have completely changed like going out in public, you have to wear a mask, you have to stay six feet apart. Now you can't eat out at restaurants. And I think it really has changed a lot of people, but um, it's important to understand how important it is to actually follow these social norms um, so we can go back to normal. Yeah, and I think this situation in a way can kind of be compared to Lord of the Flies like by now, the virus has been around for a, a long time. Uh, I think longer than anyone really expected when it was first um, found. And people are kind of tired of it and they don't really wanna wear a mask anymore. And they don't wanna do social distancing anymore. And they just kind of are shifting away from the rules. Um, and that's why we're like, and so we're getting like a huge surge in cases. And the same, when they, in Lord of the Flies, when the boys shift away from the rules and um, kind of start following Jack, who is the kind of rule breaker, that's when their society really 
uh, falls apart and Simon and Piggy die sort of as a result of that. So it's kind of like you see in both situations when the rules aren't followed, um, things just don't work out. I think that's a really good connection. I agree with that. Yeah, and even like outside of COVID, it's like the citizen's responsibility to like think about um, their environment when making decisions. Um, just like, there's like a lot of activism around like climate change, but only a select like group of people really care about it and are willing to do something to like change it. So I think that's like a big part of taking like leadership among yourself. So I wanted to bring up, um, I guess something that, uh, it's that democracy is kind of fragile and um, if we don't make efforts to preserve it, then um, we're gonna end up with a dictatorship. And I think it happened in Lord of the Flies with Jack and um, it might be kind of happening in the USA um, today because um, the USA has always been kind of admired around the world for um, kind of a peaceful transfer of power. And I think even without taking sides, it's just that the loser has always conceded and supported the winner um, for the sake of society and for the sake of unity. And I think this year we're not really seeing that. And you have someone who's claiming like all these, you know, frauds and voting and stuff. And it's kind of shaking people's belief in democracy. And I feel like that can have long lasting impacts and it's kind of threatening the fundamentals of democracy. I totally agree with that. That's a- um, thanks for listening to Podcast Pals. Um, bye. <laughs>